0: An unforgettable discussion together. I am Femi D. Amelie. Amelie.
1: A great talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions. I believe this man knows what he's he is doing. He is a Nigerian. And on. ultimately brings you to the king of talk radio, Femi D. Femi Live. D.
0: Live. It's an amazing day to be here. Welcome to the show. This is The Brief with From The Live. So much can't go down today. We've got some extra time uh, to squeeze in. Some big debates, big stories, all in here right now. The Brief is where I bring you all the details of stories that pretty much run through the week. And I say run through the week from Monday. This week it will have to be from the 17th of August all the way to now, the 22nd of August. What are the stories that you've been keeping track of? What are the stories you need to know? All happening now. Let me share them with you. We'll keep up track with uh, some of those stories where they are now. Now, on Monday, some of the stories that did make wave and did get everybody's attention going was when the governors, three governors identified three insurgent strongholds in Borno State. That did start of a major conversation. And yes, there was the Nigerian Air Force as they did deploy 32 special forces to southern Kaduna. And also, that moment, the Inspector General Police did order the arrest of individuals and groups with prohibited firearms. Yes? All right. Well, that did make up a little bit of what the Framework for Monday was all about. Then there was also another major point this week when the Kiti Assembly suspended the Council of Boss over FireMe's campaign poster. Yeah. He did put up posters about uh, Governor Fayyami running for president. And yes, got suspended for that. There was also that moment this week when Erufai was disinvited from the Nigerian Bar Association's conference. Um, Well, he described it as unfortunate. He has also reacted uh, with regards to that. Mali was in the news this week as well. So much stories from there as well. Federal government did approve... 3.94 billion variation in housing contracts as well. 50 agencies to appear before Senate committee in five days. These are just some of the stories I'm able to share with you immediately. I tell you, these are big stories. This is the place to keep track of them. And this is the place where you're about to find out what was said, by who was said, what it was said. I'm Femme Emily. And I can verify these stories as they're produced by the newsroom uh, here in our Info. So let's get started now. There's so much to cover this very day. This is The Brief with Femme D live. Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femidi Amelie Amelie. Let's get started now. This week was amazing. It was of good interest. Now, three Flash points have been identified as the stronghold of the Boko Haram insurgents in the northeast. Now, now following a week long engagement with the service chiefs and all the stakeholders in the region, three areas uh, the Lake Chad Fringes, Sambisa Forest, and the Mandara Mountains, all located in Bono State, have been identified as the major strongholds. But well, the engagement we took place on the instance of President Mama Dubari instructing that gentlemen and all involved in the security sector the northeast governors the security guys everybody let us know what is going on now talking about this uh, to reporters in meduguri was uh, the governor of Bonus state baba Gana, um zulum uh, baba Gana zulum uh, the governor of Bonus state he did talk about the fact that the president has assured the people of bono state and indeed the northeastern sub region that he will do everything possible within his reach to ensure that the lives and properties of People living in Bonnie State are secured. Let's take a listen to the governor now as he described a little bit of that situation. Meanwhile as well, before I miss out on this, the governor said the chief of army staff, Lieutenant General time promised to look into the issue of clearing the enclaves of the insurgency and the three points identified. Listen to Governor Zulum. As he speaks upon this,
1: the president has assured the people of Bornosted and indeed the northeastern sub region that he would do everything possible within his reach to ensure that lives and properties of the people living in Bornosted are secure. Especially, we have discussed on the issue of strengthening security in the fringes of the Lake Chart, in the Mantra Mountain, as well as in the Sambisa forest. And I think my meeting with the chief of air staff, as well as chief of Naval staff, and also General Bratton uh, is very promising. I promise to look. To the issues of clearing the enclaves of the insurgency in the three sides that I've just mentioned. And inshallah, with the renewed commitment of the President and the Service peace shall reign, reign again in Burgos State. All right, well, there, there, there you are, but Governor Zulim
0: of Bono State explaining a little bit of your findings of what would happen next uh, in that very territory. Now, in the meantime, the Nigerian Air Force uh, on Sunday deployed additional 32 special forces to support Operation Safe Heaven, being executed by the military to restore normalcy to southern Kaduna. The Air Force uh, Commanding Air Training Command in Kaduna, Air Vice Marshal Musa Mukhtar said in Kaduna that the deployment was in response to the directive of the Chief of Air Staff, Air Marshal Sadiq Abubakar. Now, for the NAF to support the ongoing operation, Mukhtar also called on residents to give the military all the necessary cooperation in order to get this done. Take a listen to him this very week. We will be there as long as
1: it's necessary. And for the figures, it's just a supporting element. For the number, I can't really actually give you the number, but we're supporting operations safe there. And if you recall that uh, just some, a couple of days back, contingent of the these two special forces, were also moved to Southern Kaduna. So this is just an element to support them. And my call and appeal to them is uh, to avail us with all privileged information that is really genuine. Well, it's just a matter of just getting the information. We process it, process it as necessary and find out the true nature of it before we act, but I call on them to please give them the necessary cooperation. They are there to assist the civil populace, not to harm them, and then provide the necessary security that we are supposed to do.
0: Mm, and that was here, Vice-Marshal Musa Mukta, uh, there speaking on the Air Force deployment uh, to southern part of Kaduna in order to curb uh, the situation there. Well, the troops deployed uh, include two officers, 28 soldiers and two medical staff. They are expected to bring uh, some measure of peace in that area while going up to the insurgents and troublers of that very region meanwhile this week in abuja uh, it was trending. Uh, people were sending social media messages with regards to the current sec- security situation in abuja the information which was circulated on social media Discourage residents in life camp areas and its environs uh, from moving along the road at night. Uh, the police public relations officer, the FCT uh, guri Manza, uh, in a statement on Sunday in Abuja said the information being circulated was a one off incident recorded on a road leading to an isolated estate located in life camp over a week ago. According to him, that doesn't represent the current security situation in the Axis. And the security has been beefed up around the affected state, uh, affected area, or this estate, as I would put it down. Now, still with the police. Now, the Inspector General of Police, uh, Mohamed Adamu, has ordered the commissioners of police, not just in Abuja, now, in the, in the 36 states now, including the Federal Capital Territory, to identify and arrest any individual or groups in possession of prohibited firearms. Well, the IGP directive comes as part of preparations towards the forthcoming governorship elections in Edo and Ondo state, as well as efforts by the police high command to curb the proliferation of prohibited firearms in the country. Well, the first PR rundown, that's uh, um, uh, Frank Umba says the IGP ordered the commissioners of police in the 36 states of the Federation and FCT to do all they can to identify, isolate this arm, Arrest and prosecute any individual groups uh, in possession of firearms, and of course many of you know uh, it is true that you're not allowed to carry firearms within Nigeria all right let 's move away from security briefly now and talk about politics and and uh, 't just talk politics now, talk about uh, the understep governorship election coming up. The own Progressive Congress um, has told the opposition not to even bother to participate in the forthcoming the state governorship election, saying it is a walkover for them. Well, this would have to be words attributed to the chairman of the APC Ondo state governorship election campaign council. And who, by the way, is the Lagos state governor, Babajide Samwolu. Well, he didn't make this known over the weekend, uh, just this last weekend, when he was addressing newsmen well, as they inaugurated this council uh, to take charge uh, to support the APC candidate in understate. The APC candidate in understate, by the way, is Rotimi me. Akere Dulu. So they said he has done well and so much he has done that people would not but pretty much endorse him. He maintained that uh, the whole party, the all progressive congress uh, party is truly behind um, the endorsement of Rotimi Akere Dulu, including the national leader of the party, Balatino. But take a listen to him describing this all for us. They really should not waste
1: their time. You know, but election is something that not until it's not over until it's over. So we're not going to take anybody for granted. We're going for an election and we're going to be, going to be issue based. We will ensure that we we'll campaign on the platform for the people and for the citizens of Bondo State to see the need whilst they need to continue with the progressive government that they have. And he's doing very well. We've seen it, but he knows that he still has the capacity, he has the energy to further advance what he's currently doing. Do. And so that's why we're with him and we know he will do His endorsement was not only his endorsement. It was a collective endorsement. Yeah, yeah. In this endorsement, you saw Senator Borofu, our brother, Police yeah. okay. You've seen meetings where Kekemeke was in attendance. In those, they resolved their problems by themselves. All right,
0: well, that was uh, Governor Samuel of Lagos State, who is also the chairman of the APC uh, Undo Governorship Election Council. He's leading the charge, uh, bragging on about how well the candidates, Governor and Akaridolu, will do more for them. Now, earlier this week as well, the NCDC, the Nigerian Center for Disease Control, as we easily know them, uh, confirmed that there were 298 new cases of COVID-19 in the country. That was on that Sunday night. Now, the total at the start of this week, which would make it Monday, was 49,068. Now, of the figure, Plato State has at the start of this week topped the chart, 108 new cases. And Kaduna, that was a Plateau State. Kaduna had 49. Lagos with 47. Augusta State with 18. Oh, she had 17. 15 in the FCT. Ondo with 14. Edo has 14 as well. Mm, what else am I... Oh, yes. Edo had uh, 14. Uh, Oyo State at six, Aquaibam and Cross River at four uh, each, and then in Bonus State it was three, it with two. Then one case each was found in the likes of Bauchi, Kano and River State. So the NCDC did put the number of discharged patients at 36,497 with 975 deaths on record. Uh, that was how the start of this week was pretty much framed uh, as well. Now, still so following much of the news this week, there was also that moment um, when an unnamed student who tested positive for COVID-19 in Gombe State joined others to write um, across Nigeria to write the first paper of the first uh, of this year's West African Senior School Certificate Examination from an isolation centre. Well, the male candidate wrote his um, paper, at Matt Martis on Monday under the supervision of an invigilator who was fully kitted fully now in a personal protective equipment. But the development was disclosed by the Gombo State Public Health Emergency Operations Center It must posted on his Twitter handle. But the candidate who was photographed alongside his fully kitted later was simply identified as a final year student of the government senior secondary school, Gombe. So that also did take place this week, in case you missed out on it. Yes, this is true, Wayek is on. And there was so much to follow through with regards to that. 2020 uh, WASC kicked off on Monday across West Africa. Uh, Joy Berebe was on ground. He did uh, make, an, make a report uh, of how staff students government officials and the likes of them were reacting uh, to the kickoff of the examination in fact she did go around one of the few places she did uh, visit was the government secondary school would say and then Napo international school Meitama. they all observed all the measures to prevent the spread uh, of the deadly disease now one of the principals they speak about this uh, the principal of the government secondary school mrs esi okon Said over 200 registered students, the start for the first subject uh, maths were scattered across 17 classrooms. She revealed that over 15 cartons of hand sanitizers, thermometers, face masks, among others, were provided by the ministry in order uh, for the examination to be written under safe conditions and, of course, under conditions as permitted by the NCDC. Take a listen to um, that very interview.
1: The FCT administration has provided. Everything that we need in line with the COVID-19 guidelines. We have cartons of sanitizer, up to 20 pieces of infrared thermometers, the hand wash soap. We have the face mask. Of course, in this school, we have up to 10 water stations for the washing fans. We have qualified teachers in all the schools, not only here. We started lesson 7 a.m.,
0: all right, pretty much of that. And then in the principal of Natu International School, Cornelius uh, Daddy Ben, also stated adequate sanitary provisions were provided for students and social distancing maintained. Take a listen to him now
1: at last our ss3 students started their waec exams the well spaced classrooms is beyond even the two task specification the government has given us all the guidelines we have all put in place those things required for the school before reopening we keep them up to date all these syllabus are covered even when they are away we keep on teaching them online for the revision so it has been quite intensive
0: huh. meanwhile some of the students also reacted with regards to writing mass force and just doing their exams under these conditions.
1: Our school has been conducting online classes throughout the three months of lockdown, and the two weeks was sufficient enough for us to catch up on everything. We're satisfied with what the school has provided. They've taken the necessary precautions to make sure that we're safe and we don't contract the diseases. Even though there were challenges being at home for almost five months, we believe that we're able to come back. We should be prepared and ready for this exam.
0: All right, ready for this examination. All right, we'll see how that goes. And let's hope the results this year well, let's just say they are not jiggy-jiggy or jagga-jaga or jug-jug. I don't know what else to call it, but it's a different year to be right examinations. Now, Governor Deary of Bayesa State, let's go into that, right? Well, this week, he filed an appeal on Monday against the ruling of the Bayesa Election Petition Tribunal, by consequently instructing his lawyers to file the necessary papers. He made his intentions, um, known shortly after the tribunal ruled the Independent National Electoral Commission, wrongly excluded advanced nigeria democratic party their own governorship candidate from november 16 uh, 2019 election the tribunal had also ordered anek to conduct a fresh election within 90 days but governor deary noted that despite the verdict he has implicit confidence in the judiciary uh, it would triumph in the end uh, the governor through his active chief press secretary daniel alabra um urge members of the People's Democratic Party and its supporters not to panic but to continue to remain calm and law abiding Let me walk you through this story. If you do remember this, uh, there was a contest about um, who is the governor of, uh, um, well, who's going to be the governor of uh, Bayes' state, but down the line the Supreme Court ruled, Governor Diri won that very ruling. Now, one of the things that made him succeed in that was there was a, a, a deputy candidate, Deputy uh, deputy Governor candidates now uh, of the APC that really did put things out of place for that party. So they didn't succeed so much uh, because of the court ruling. Uh, But going down the line, there's another angle to this, which is um, the angle which advanced Nigeria Democratic Party did throw in by saying, wait, you can't just exempt us from an election. You just can't put up uh, election papers and i put up a rightful candidate that we registered with you and that is the new bone of contention now uh, in biasa state let's see whether this goes somewhere some are saying um, that some political juggernauts uh, are the one pulling the strings of this party to see how they could even disrupt uh, the ruling of the supreme court on this but i doubt if it really goes so much uh, so much so far but we'll see how that goes now on monday as well uh 27 persons were uh, were convicted of violating COVID-19 regulations here in Abuja. Within the charges before the defaulters arrested in Pandan Village in Jabi District, the prosecutor Udame Umwana said the offer the offenses bordered on violation of dust to dawn coffee, violation of ban on social gatherings, and violation of compulsory um wearing of face mask in the public. While well, delivering the judgment, the uh, magistrate at Takania awarded a fine of two thousand naira against each of the, the 24 defectors. that pleaded guilty with an option of a one-day community service in any of the government's facility. The other three alleged violators who pleaded not guilty are to appear before magistrate court at uh, Wisset Zone Two on Friday. Now, speaking after hearing the FCT Police Command spokesman, uh, Anju Guri Manza, said the police will not relent in its efforts. Uh, well to see that uh, the residents are lower binding but wait oh uh, so, sorry i have to break my own speech i'm trying to understand this um i understand we still have the 10 well from 4, 4 a.m or 10 4 a.m to 10 p.m coffee uh well pretty much running in place or so 10 p.m to 4 a.m coffee running in place But then, um, I see me, or I get shocked when I see courts. I'm not too sure I've run into so many courts like before. There was a frequency at which this was going on before to compel people to wear face masks, but everything went quiet. I just hope I'm not just getting a strange idea about this. But who knows what? Who really knows what? Let's listen to what the spokesperson for the police in the FCT did say.
1: The FCT police command wished to use this medium to to reach out to members of the public and also remind them that the order or the regulations on COVID-19, the COVID-19 regulation is very much in place. People should also note that a curfew that starts from 10 p.m. to 4 a.m. daily is also in place. Those who operate bars, beer parlor, and the rest should also take note. And also bear in mind the fact that the regulation has not has not been lifted on the operations of such uh, ventures.
0: All right, well, that's uh, pretty much on that. Now, on what day was it now? On Tuesday... Former President, good luck, Jonathan, did visit uh, President uh, Mohamed Buhari here in Abuja. Well, just give him a brief regarding the crisis in Mali, calling it a situation that uh, pretty much needs to be resolved quick and fast. He called for dialogue to re- resolve the problem there. Jonathan was accompanied by members of the Economic Community of West African States Mission to Mali, uh, according to the special advisor to the President of Media and Publicity, Femi Adesino, he said the former president added that the Constitutional Court had been reconstituted and inaugurated, while vacancies in the Supreme Court had been fueled, um, thus sorting out the judicial arm of the government. President Buari thanked um, Jonathan for what he called the stamina displayed on the Mali issue, Now, many of you remember the Mali issue is now a fluid situation uh, as pretty much we have a coup um, state. for it. The soldiers have not given up the power or authority. We're still waiting. ECOWAS did come down on them heavily with the idea of sanctions, with the idea of limiting what Mali will be able to do within the ECOWAS regions in the meantime around all this. Okay, that clears that up. After the break, let's talk about Nigeria's debt. This was clearly spoken of by the Minister of Finance, Zainab Ahmed, and the officers of the Debt Management Office just this week. Stay with us. I'll be back after this break. Nothing breaks the news like the news. Trust me, I can prove it. I'm ready. Let's take on the biggest debates on radio, provide insights, experience, and build an unforgettable discussion together. I am Femidi Amelie Amelie.
1: Talk show unravels your thinking, makes you stop to listen, engages you in a debate of opinions. I believe this man knows what he that is doing. He is a Nigerian, and on. ultimately brings you to the king of talk radio, Femi D Live.
0: Femi D Live. Back to the show this very morning as we continue to take you through the stories that really have made waves this week. I'm from India and yes, this is the brief with from the live. So much to cover, so many stories. I tell you, I think about today. I try to juggle what stories should I share with you, and sometimes you'll be surprised. How much of news breaks itself. Over and over again, what I mean is that just when you think this is a breaking news, some other story is around to break it all off and break it in a new direction. Let's talk about some of the very stories now that I would possibly extend into next week now. One of them is about money, money that Nigeria has or would need to have. Well, the absence of the Minister of Finance, Zainabamed and officials from the Debt Management Office have stored public hearing by the House of Representatives Committee on Treaties and Protocols by one week. Now, speaking during the resumption of the hearing on Tuesday, Chairman of the Committee, Nicholas Asai, wondered why the minister and officials from the DBO were not in attendance before a motion was moved for the adjournment, so I argue that the lawmakers can interrogate the agencies in their absence. Therefore, thereafter asked um, colleagues to deliberate on the matter, suggesting they adjourn by just one week. Now, still with the House of Representatives, uh, a minority caucus has rejected the 30 job slots allotted to each lawmaker for their respective local government areas in the recruitment exercise for the federal government's uh, public works scheme. Yes, I know. you wonder which which exercise. Well, that's the exercise with 774,000 people to be recruited for a period of three months. In fact, we've argued about this for almost three months for a job that's supposed to last three months. Who, oh boy. Well, the military leader Untudu Elumelu made a position known in a statement on Tuesday in Abuja. Elumelu described the allotment of Thirty out of one thousand slots by local government to each member of the house as grossly unfair and unacceptable. He further alleged that the formula used was in favour of certain interests in the ruling of progressive congress at the detriment and disadvantage of majority of Nigerians. Alumelu insisted that the allotment cannot, by any criteria said to be true, uh, be a true representation of people that are ma- mandated to be represented. Oh, boy. Oh, dear. Well, we're we'll still on. Let's hope we're going to continue to... I only did this go from a federal government program to a House of Representatives lawmaker, I choose you, I like you, I don't like you program. I don't know. I'm just asking the obvious question now. Um, a CSO known as the Nigerian Civil Society Situation Room has cornered the Independent National Electoral Commission to ensure that its newly introduced election results portal is transparent, is effective, and efficient. yes there's a portal of search a resort portal that will be introduced um on tuesday uh, they odds Anik on tuesday to map out put it in measures for election stakeholders that flound its COVID-19 guidelines. The co conveners of the CSO, who jointly signed the statement, Clarence Uwako and Esther Uzoma said they were concerned about the rhetoric and isolated incidents of violence in the state ahead of the September 19 election. Let's take a listen to their own perspective uh, to this as well as we take this on. Well, interesting thoughts from the CSOs. but. Uh, the election is a source of concern that's just not going away.
1: Situation calls, the Nigerian government should genuinely seek to implement measures that restores citizens' confidence in its ability to govern. Peter Lee, citizens, citizens' groups, the National Assembly, state governors have called for attention to be paid to the nature and leadership of our security services, and the president has not done so. We call on the president to respect the constitution Institution to ensure that security chiefs who have exceeded their terms of office are allowed to go.
0: All right, well that's another point uh, that the rest in that very conversation. Let's talk about money a little bit more. The federal government hopes to have a budget expenditure framework projected at 12.658 trillion naira for the 2020 fiscal year. That's the plan. What this was contained in the last economic outlook by the Ministry of Finance, Budget and National Planning, the document signed by the Minister of Finance, Budget and National Planning, Ahmed Zainab, indicated that the figure represented a 17.2% increase of the revised $10.8 2020 budget. The aggregate revenue available for the budget for the next year is projected at 7.498 trillion naira, While the aggregate expenditure level is projected to be 12.658 trillion naira. On the other hand, the aggregate expenditure made up of the statutory transfer is supposed to be 481.41 billion naira. That servicing will run into trillions. Uh, That's about 3.124 trillion naira next year. And then there's something called sinking fund. That'll be 220 billion naira. As well. Well, that's that, and that's uh, that tells you a little bit of how the economy would work out on paper as projected by the federal government for next year. Meanwhile, congratulations to Joe Biden. He's been officially nominated the Democratic presidential candidate um, of the United States, uh, the DNC party, uh, Democrats, as we easily call them. They made Joe Biden uh, their leading candidate. The likes of Bill Clinton, Jimmy Carter, and former Secretary Colin Powell, by the, by the way, who's a Republican, and does Biden. Uh, Clinton said President Donald Trump has brought chaos on the Oval Office. Trump tries, try, Trump trails Biden in the opinion polls ahead of November election. And the former Vice President. Um, to barack obama became the party nominee on tuesday night so so much can be said everybody seems to have rallied around joe biden uh to get that ticket in the united states so just i have to mention that there was a major major story uh this same week as well Hmm. let's move on now and talk about um oh yes okay now, um, the Minister of Information was out in the news this week. He was talking about the, the initiatives that will provide succour to the creative industry post-COVID-19. Uh, Minister Mohamed stated this on Tuesday during a virtual integration of a committee set by the federal government on the implementation of post-COVID-19 initiatives for the creative industry. Well, Mohamed said the committee will be saddled with the responsibility of designing a workable framework uh, to get this done. Let's take a listen to how um, the Minister of Information shared his own disposition with regards to this. Just this week, take a listen for yourself.
1: I have no doubt that this implementation committee will approach its assignment with a great sense of duty, realizing that the development and growth of the critical industry which is the second biggest
0: job creator after agriculture rests on their shoulders. Okay, that was him. Now, Shagon Russewe, who is uh, the Director General of the National Council of Arts and, and Chairman of the Committee, uh, promised to do a thorough job uh, at it. Yeah. And by the way, the committee is made up of the likes of its uh, comedian, Ali Baba, Anita Ebo Ibe Babagba, and Joe Muta, Take a listen to a little bit of uh, what Shego and Rusewe did speak up after the community was inaugurated.
1: And for us as a nation, the oil minister has woken up the consciousness in us to see what this sector can contribute. And I can also say it here that this champion and boosts the wealth of every individual in a nation like ours.
0: All right. Well, that clears that up now. Now there's a forum you need to know about. There's a forum called the Nigerian Commissioners for Health Forum. It has called on the immediate release of funds to state governments to contain the potential spread of the deadly COVID-19 pandemic. While well, the acting chairman of the forum and commissioner of health in Cross River State, Dr. Beta Edu, gave the charge while briefing journalists on Tuesday in Abuja, Dr. Edu said federal government's funding to states will aid the establishment of more isolation centers, speed up contact tracing, uh, procurement of more testing kits, treatment as well as management of the disease in the country. Take a listen uh, to how she put up What is expected of the federal government to do for the state's government at this very difficult time?
1: We were very happy when the PTF um, announced that they would be supporting states with close to 2.1 billion to get the COVID-19 response really running back across the states. This is very important and we believe that the release of this funding should be done almost immediately if they have not started. This is because states are at their wit end.
0: All right, well, that was that. But anyway, she is also saying that, well, beyond the COVID-19 period, it will allow us to have a very robust uh, uh, chance to build up a robust public health system uh, that will be able to fight off any form of disease that this if this comes up again.
1: If we have a functional system, it will reduce the effects of whatever pandemic or epidemic or outbreak in future on the lives, of Nigerians, and so we're pushing for a situation where we can have a strong public health response system.
0: All right, well, and there's one controversy that was hanging in the balance you know, there, there were talks about uh Cross River State Governor Ben Ayadi, Professor Bayadi prevented residents in Cross River State uh, from you no know, getting tested in order to you know, keep the number of cases on, on the download But hey, she says it's not true
1: at no time. That the government or the governor refused that people should not be tested in Cross River State. As early as March, we have videos, we have newspaper publications calling on NCDC to come and set up a lab in Cross River State. And at no time did we prevent them from coming in to set up labs and ensure that people can have where they can go for testing.
0: Okay, so that clears it up. There, at no time did we prevent them uh, from setting up labs to carry out testing. Okay, so Eko matter is back on the page again. Um, the Minister of Foreign Affairs, Geoffrey Oyema, uh, talked about um, the need to intervene over the real corona attacks on Nigerian traders in Ghana. Yes, th- this is not... Phony at all. It's so sad, if not annoying, that this is taking place. Um, he was speaking about this, and while well, he said he's in touch with ECOWAS to know their perspective on the situation, and if the Ghanaian retail code was in controversy to ECOWAS protocol, I hope Ghanaians uh, don't put this in a very, very difficult situation to every one of us. I just, I just don't understand things anymore.
1: This has been a recurring decimal or whatever, but it's been recurring. Now, the first step we want to take is to be sure about all the facts. So this will entail hearing from Ghanaian government, the Minister of Trade. Our Minister of Trade is going to engage with his counterpart. We have the intention of recalling our chargé Affair in Ghana to get the, the facts. So uh, he's on the ground.
0: All right, he's on the ground. Okay. Let's see how that goes. Uh, mm, let's uh, touch on an, another set of stories very quickly now. Uh, as I, Oh yes, as at Wednesday. Okay, no, no that'll be Friday. Uh, let me see. Mm, okay, but there were new numbers that did come out this week as well to describe... Uh, okay, I don't want to go through numbers again. Let me just go straight into what President Muhammad Dubari did call for. He called for the immediate restoration of democratic rule in Mali. Uh, he also called for combining efforts towards ensuring the restoration of democratic rule and the release of political prisoners. Uh, let's take a listen to how that conversation did go uh, just this week. Just listen to this.
1: We need to isolate series of sanctions regimes that can create and sustain sufficient pressure on the military to force a return to constitutional governance. The critical issues for resolution in the Malian crisis had been aptly captured as a four-point pathway to peace. Within that context, and if all parties to the crisis were to aid, were to abide by those recommendations the developments now on ground would have been
0: avoided. All right. If you're just tuning in, this is the place where we bring you the brief, uh, brief of all the major news stories uh, throughout the week. I'm Femi yes, this is the brief with Femi Live. Oh yes. So so much can be said about the stories. There are stories we can verify uh, here as we continue. Now, did you know? That the Ministry of Humanitarian Affairs, Disaster Management and Social Development is just one year, just one year old. Now, I tell you this, Uh, well, there was donating of relief materials done in IDP camps in Wasa and Apo District of the FCT as part of way to mark um, this very one year of... um, interesting and intensified efforts at getting the job done well they're thinking of effective strategies to see how things will go and well see how things would um, possibly play out now minister sadia umar farooq who is the minister of that affairs was represented by a director of the ministry grandma ali during these donations and talked about all the things they are thinking of doing in the days to come uh, to make sure that the ministry is as effective as it needed to be.
1: We are celebrating our one year anniversary okay. for the administration of the ministry. Yeah. The Minister felt she cannot celebrate that one year without people of concern in the IDPs. Yeah. Hence she chose WhatsApp IDP come to come and celebrate. In that celebration she brought some foodstuffs, blankets, bed sheets, wrappers, oil, rice beans for them to enjoy their one year anniversary.
0: Okay, that clears that up now. Uh, what else now? Yes, another story of interest. Two of the three suspected killers of the Nigerian first female helicopter fighter pilot, uh flying officer to Lopaya have been set free by a magistrate court sitting in Kaduna State. The court on Thursday. However, charged the suspects who drove the car that killed Arutili uh, to... The, the killed Arutili, uh, the, well of culpable homicide and criminal conspiracy in the state high court but not punished with that. Well, in the ruling magistrate Benjamin arson discharged second and uh, third suspect for Laurent Shofate and uh, Baye Gundeji based on the police investigation. We did not find them wanting, however, Nehemiah Adejo was in the spotlight for this. Let's see how this really pans out. Moving on to another story of interest. Nigerian Customs Service has appeared to the National Assembly and the federal government to lift tax waivers on local companies producing carbonated drinks. I'll take that again so that comprehension can go alongside with what I just said. They've um, asked the federal government to lift tax waivers. That means they want them to pay. Okay, on local companies producing carbonated drinks. Uh, customs um, controller general retired Colonel Ahmed Ali made a call on Thursday while addressing the Senate Joint Committee on Finance and National Planning on the projection of the 2021-2023 2020, uh, to 2023 medium-term expenditure framework and fiscal strategy paper. He also said the government to clamp down on unnecessary issuance of duty waivers in order to boost revenue generation. The customs cg wondered why Companies like Coca-Cola do not pay taxes in Nigeria when they do, in other countries they have operations. Wait, I didn't just say that. You would hear him literally explaining uh, well uh, his reasoning on this issue. Okay, this should be an interesting one. Take a listen for yourself.
1: Carbonated drinks are also injurious to our health because of the content of sugar. And if alcohol and cigarette can be taxed, they too should be taxed. And so we we, we have been pushing for the exercising of these industries so that we can collect excise duty from there. Like I said, gradually the import will be reduced, the collection on import will reduce because of the trade agreements we have signed.
0: Ah, no, okay. That was uh, retired Colonel Ahmed Ali, the custom boss uh, there. Uh, We're well, responding to this. President of the Senate, Ahmed Lavan, uh, who declared
1: the public hearing open, expressed shock
0: over the revelation.
1: This is not going to be an executive function alone. We, we need to work together, the legislature, and the legislation to see those that really are supposed to be given some evidence. Because I can't understand if we are giving Coca Cola a free ride. Right. Then, okay, how, that is undermining our economy. This is an established uh, business all over the world, and it's a dominant business in the soft drink uh, industry.
0: All right. Well, that's that. Um, well, the Commission of Finance for ECOWAS Commission was speaking about the crisis in Mali as well this week.
1: The ECOWAS is on top of the beat when it comes to all aspects of integration, be it security, be it political, be it uh, economic. We have different departments that deal with all these issues and none is lacking. As you know, one of the key agenda of ECOWAS is economic integration and the the most important aspect of this is inter-regional trade. And that is what ECOWAS is working on. The Vision 2050 is meant to address that the, so that we can increase the percentage of inter-community trade amongst us.
0: Aha, uh-huh. and by the way, the Minister of State, you heard me right, Minister of State for Foreign Affairs, Zuberu Dada, well, also said a few things about the aspiration that ECOWAS can only start to reach for uh, here uh, across the region, the West African region. The achievement of these objectives,
1: distinguished ladies and gentlemen, requires commitments commitment and dedication from you, participants, especially the resources. It is expected that this workshop would be consultative, participatory and forward thinking. As the outcome of this workshop will be communicated to the Air Force Commission as Nigeria's position. The transformation of the Air Force from Air Force of states the us of the
0: people is non-negotiable consequently emphasis should be directed towards regional projects that will have direct impacts on the people of the community mm, and yes in Oyo state uh the government there is worried about uh floods and yes uh, he's telling his people there watch out for the l-e-l-e dam um be, be careful because nimet is saying There'll be more rains this year. We are speaking on behalf of the Oshu State Government. The Secretary to the State Government, Uluban Wadio explains. We are required now, more than ever before, to
1: clear our surroundings and street breaking channels. We need to avoid dumping waste improperly. We need to ensure that each household keeps a dust and patronises government approved waste disposal contractors.
0: Alright, that clears that up with regards to all that. Now, Kaduna State Governor, Nashville says, is not deterred by the decision of the Nigerian bar association to remove him as one of the speakers for the body's 2020 conference. The NBA had following a petition against the governor by some lawyers due to security issues, a Kaduna pulled off Arufai's name as a speaker in the event scheduled to hold virtually from the 21st of August to 26th of August 2020. A statement on behalf of the governor, special advisors to former minister, uh, to the former minister Namuwadike uh, said, as principal will continue to speak on matters of national importance. While the NBA has a right to determine who speaks at this event, Arufai says he did not seek the lawyers' platform and do not see the development as enough reason to be agitated. Arufai believes with Amnesty in the lead up to the NBA's decision, there's a need to clear up the air, just as he accused the lawyer's body. Of what he described as a one sided narrative. Oh, okay, we'll see how that goes. Minister of Evasion, now let's talk about Evasion this Sirika now says the country will apply the principle of reciprocity as Nigeria prepares to resume international flight. While speaking at the Presidential Tax Force on COVID-19 Daily Briefing on Thursday in Abuja, the minister explained that this principle meant um, that carriers from all countries that banned flights from Nigeria would also not be allowed to fly into Nigeria. Sirika was represented at the briefing by the Director General of the Nigerian Civil Aviation Authority, Captain Musa Nuhu. Well, speaking on the preparation for the international flights resumption, Sirika said they are almost there. Just a few things to be done, uh, but then they'll be ready in a few days. A few days from now, uh, we expect the international flights will start to go around. That's August uh, 29. Now, in the fight against uh, Boko Haram, uh, the military says eight Boko Haram fighters were neutralized after troops of Operation Lavio Dolly for the terrorist attack at Kukawa town in Bono State. The coordinator of the Defense Media Operations, Major General John Eneche, said this on Thursday in Abuja, while addressing a news conference that that said two other soldiers had sustained injuries have been treated at a military medical station. Take a listen to how he explains uh, the efforts of the military thus far. Here we go.
1: Reinvigorated and review strategy is working. You will see us now picking them one after the other according to their pockets. You will discover that the summary of all these series of operation by the land component are more or less like pig smear, fanning out from the super camp or the other camps that are appendages of the super camps. I say this because a lot of people began to wonder, how is it working? If you keep taking out two, three in their pockets as they come out for their criminality, it makes a whole lot. You have told that there are pockets of Reactions here on the side of the criminals. That is what you are seeing. The road still remains open. The task given to us by the CNC is still in focus, and we will continue to be on it.
0: All right, we'll be on it. Niwa in the State, this is interesting. The chairman of Ikere, local government area of the State, Femi Ayodili, has been suspended for alleged unauthorized presidential campaign poster for Governor Kaya De Ayodele I mean, Ayodeli was suspended on Friday by the Ekiti State House of Assembly in a session presided over by the Speaker Fumi Niyi Afuye. Uh, the, decision, the decision followed a motion sponsored by the majority leader of the, of the assembly, Boyega Aribisogun. Uh The suspended council boss had uh, sponsored campaign posters can for Governor Firemi to contest as a presidential candidate under the platform of the All Progressive Congress in 2023. All right, that's interesting to know. Another story now, as I start to round off, um, okay, yes, uh, the, the story about immigration migrants into the country uh, further airport authority now of nigeria has revised the quarantine protocols for international flight passengers ahead of the commencement of international flights on the 29th of august speaking on this general manager public affairs ereta yakubu in Abuja, explained new protocol will have the international passengers coming into nigeria cleared through immigration migrants identification and data analysis system that sounds like a mouthful Let's hear us say the same thing. Okay, not too much. uh, Just listen now.
1: The new reverse protocol is that passengers will be cleared through the Nigerian immigration services system, migrant identification and data analysis system, and their passports will retain until after successful completion of 14 days of quarantine. Either as evacuated or as stranded Nigerians, when they come into the country, they're expected to self-isolate for 14 days. And this will be at their own expense, not at the expense of the federal government. So if you're not resident in Lagos and your flight brings you to Lagos, is expected that you must make arrangements for accommodation at your own cost for 14 days, and that your passport will be kept with the immigration of the airport until after these 14 days, and then you are tested for COVID-19 and it's negative, you cannot come back to the airport to pick up your passport.
0: All right, well, I, I don't want to miss out on this uh, set of stories as well. Uh, the sum of 3.94 billion Naira has been approved as revised estimates for five existing contracts in five states of the Federation. This was disclosed on Wednesday by the Minister of Works announcing Babatudi Fashula after the weekly uh, federal executive council meeting presided over by President Muhammadu Buhari in Abuja. Fashula said five contracts are sectarian in biases and Farah, Oshun Nasara and a number of states.
1: Cost of materials has altered significantly since 2011.